Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast. At Evolution, we are committed to helping people and Nordic tech organisations realise their potential. Our goal is to develop deep relationships with individuals, building trust to make doing business easier. I am Shania Olajukba from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and today I am your host. Today, I am joined by Matilda from Knox, Orsa from Svenska Spell, Boris from Edada, and Tem from Derse. And we're here to discuss the future of design, how AI could change the world of design. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. I'd like you to share who you are, what you do, and where you work. Matilda, do you want to kick us off? Absolutely. Um, hello, I'm Matilda, head of UX at Knox, a startup on a mission to revolutionize goal setting and collaboration within organizations. Uh, at Knox, we're passionate about making work more engaging and productive. My role allows me to combine design creativity with a focus on enhancing user experiences. Outside of work, I love exploring design and tech. I'm excited to be a part of this conversation today. Amazing. Thank you, Matilda. Also, do you want to go next? Sure. Hi, Osa Tellin. Uh, I work as head of design and experience at the Svenska Spel Sports and Casino. Uh, and uh, Svenska Spel is a Swedish uh, brand that works with gambling. Uh, and gambling uh, means a lot of emotions. Uh, as a designer of Svenska Spel, uh, you would work in, in creating emotions uh, and experience uh, that matters. Uh, and both, uh, there's a, an array of, of emotions uh, in this field as we are designing both for uh, winning uh, but also losing. Uh, so how you um, take care of people in designing the experience, uh, making sure that they feel safe and don't lose uh, too much or get hurt in the process is very important. Uh, and uh, um, I love to solve puzzles. Uh, and I think that uh, AI is a great puzzle. Uh, and I really am looking forward to uh, talking to you guys today. Yep, amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone's got to say. Great. Boris, what about you? Do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. I just checked that I wasn't muted as usual. Uh, I work as head of design at uh, a small startup called Adator. We are a learning platform for schools, both like um, elementary schools and uh, older. And we are uh, not really AI driven yet, but AI positive. <laughs> We want to merge, uh, like like bring in AI into educations in a good way, but it's like still a really open field when we don't really know how to bring in it in a good way. It's like lots of talk about cheating and stuff like that, which is really negative right now, and that we want to focus on how to do something good with that because it will be uh, like everybody's everyday tool. So uh, it's really good to, to start. Uh, early in schools. Uh, besides work, uh, I have uh, my family, two kids, uh, lots of dogs and cats, uh, love gaming, listen to audiobooks, being out in nature and learning, especially lots of stuff. Uh, and uh, listen to lots of podcasts, so it's nice to be in one that I actually listen to, so it's, uh, it's a bit meta. 
great. Thanks for me. Great, amazing. Thank you, Boris. So last but by no means least, Tam, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Hello, my name is Tam. Um, I'm currently leading UX at an agency in Sweden called Dersey, where we create solutions and experiences for all kinds of technologies and companies. It's everything from uh, standard sort of uh, what you would expect from digital platforms and technologies to more complex and uh, sort of like service design type stuff. Um, I've been, I mean, design is a lot, is a very much a, a, a jobby for me. So it's a very like interest outside of work as well. Um, I am very fascinated by creativity as uh, in at, at large. So it's everything from like art to theater to just problem solving and uh, those types of things as well. So it's very much, I live and breathe. Maybe not so much creativity, but a lot of problem solving. Amazing. Great. Thank you. Really excited to hear what everyone's got to say and what questions you've all brought to the podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, a Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So now that we've established the context to each of you, let's move on to the topic in focus. So you've all brought a question or statement on the topic, the future of design, how AI could change the world of design. So as usual, I'll work around the room, asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. So each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. Matilda, let's start with you. So the question that Matilda brought to the podcast was, given the evolving landscape of AI in the design industry, how do you envision designers embracing AI as a partner in their creative process, leveraging its strengths whilst acknowledging its limitations? And what key skills and aspects of design do you believe will remain irreplaceable by AI in the foreseeable future? So Matilda, where did this question come from? Yeah, I've been drawn to this uh, topic of AI in design because of the incredible potential it holds. Um, the fusion of creativity and technology is reshaping our industry. And I wanted to explore how this dynamic shift is impacting us designers. This question emerged from genuine curiosity about how we can harness AI as a powerful ally in our creative journey, while highlighting the irreplaceable qualities that define human design sensibilities. Yep, amazing. Great question. So who wants to kick us off? Boris, would you like to kick us off? Uh, yes, sure. Uh, I made some notes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's quite interesting. Like they, we we thought that we will not be replaced. Like we we creatives. Like uh, the AI will take the the 
I don't know, simple jobs first. So, so I think we were not quite ready to, to see the, the avalanche of creativity that, that was like um, enabled with AI. So we are, we are still uh, struggling with this. Uh, lots of designers, like where do we fit in? We, we were supposed to be like the, on top of the change with uh, the creativity that's just like a uh, human uh, ability. But uh, one thing is that, that AI, as it, at least at this right now, is, is a mimicking machine. <laughs> it takes all the, the history of, of creativity and, and it's super, create DJ that like mixes stuff together, but it doesn't really create new stuff or maybe new combinations of, of, the, of the old stuff. So we will still be needed to create new things that has not been invented yet, that is, that is not in the mix uh, that AI is using, not in the, the source code. But where else are we moving? What, what new UX patterns are there? And like understanding other humans, even if we can some kind of like take analytics and see behaviors and like that, that can be maybe uh, automatized by AI, by, but really understanding humans by like having conversations, there are we still quite ahead. So I think that as, as long as we keep the AI and the, the human touch in the design, we are quite safe, I would say. Like we are, we have still something to do. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Boris. That um, we um, we haven't really gotten the whole <laughs> grip of things uh, with AI, and we're struggling with that. Uh, and I think that um, as a result of that, I think that a, a skill that will be needed and would be a good competitive skill would be. Uh, to understand how to use these kind of tools uh, in a new sort of the, maybe the innovation will lie in the way that you use the tools. Um, and uh, I also think that the skill set would be like, well, someone would always need to choose, even though these um, uh, the things that you see today with AI with the creation of all these kind of, for example, content, uh, still there's a lot of content, so there won't be people enough to consume it. Uh, so so I think that there will still be that sort of skill in, in what what is what, what in this is, is really good and usable and, and creates an emotion that is sort of uh, tangible and, and interesting to, to other people. Um, but I also think that when you talk about what it can uh, replace, uh, you had that in your question, Matilda, what can it replace or is there something that is not replaceable or re uh, irreplaceable? Um, I guess that it, there is nothing that AI can't do that we, that we can do. Um, but I also think that sort of it, it's normal to ask that question in the, in the beginning when you don't really know what it what this is, uh, but I think that um, the process of, of creation and innovation is a human process. So I think that no matter how good the AI will be, uh, we will still uh, create because that's what drives us as humans. Uh, so I think that um, maybe if you look at the consumption, the process of consumption, uh, I guess that uh, the AI could do anything uh, that could be consumed uh, and liked. Uh, but I think that the human process will always 
have sort of a different level of interest in other humans, <laughs> or at least I hope so. I mean, I agree. It, I mean, AI is sort of really good at, at, at this moment mimicking humans and human behavior, just like Boris said. And everything that you are getting from an AI at the moment is, or not everything, but most of it is, it comes from a bay of things that have already been established, right? So when you have sort of generative AI, it's generating from pre-existing things already. It's matching things together. So mm. it's very good at mimicking human behavior and mimicking human thought patterns, right? Uh, but I'm saying there's, I was about to say there's nothing really original coming out of it, but there is. I mean, that's just how we humans iterate on other humans as well, right? So I think that's important, an important distinction when it comes because we as humans are when we make choices and how we work is that maybe when we do research we act logically and stuff like that but most of the decision making process in our brains is actually um an emo on an emotional level right humans are are very like irrational uh we're, we're rational at like at a meta level or on the opposite but like um, as a species we're highly rational and emotional um but I think that's important to remember, especially here, that AI is, is a tool. And for instance, ChatGPT hasn't been, is considered to be, you know, it knows it all and it's considered to be its own like super smart entity, but it hasn't been connected to the internet since what, September 2021 or something like that. So it has no idea. It's just mimicking human behavior. It's really good at taking input on natural language. So it's good at processing natural language. Um, and then well, depending on its sources, and it's it spits out things depending on uh, the stuff that it has found. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that that it's mimicking, uh, but on the other hand, that is what design also is is about. Mimicking. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And I think that um, yeah, so so that is sort of uh, uh, sometimes feels like if I think one thing that you could as a designer uh, working with ChatGPT, for example, uh, you get a partner. So in, in a way, you, you could sort of understand uh, how much are you actually mimicking today and what is unique about your own thought process. Mm. Uh, so I think that that would be sort of a great way to partner up with the AI to understand what is sort of common sense, what, what does other people think about uh, and what has not been thought about perhaps. So you could also sort of switch the question into what is unique with your own thought process. And, uh, and before you couldn't really ask so many because today you have your part, your colleagues and, and, uh, uh, friends you can ask <laughs> is this sort of design unique or is it special and uh, they would perhaps answer you truthfully <laughs> but I think that uh, this tool can really sort of give you a good test put you through the test so to say um, yeah absolutely I see as designers like teaming up with AI yeah, AI has some lifted strengths. It's really good, good at crunching numbers, tossing out design ideas and making things uh, run more smoothly. Uh, but as you mentioned, it doesn't really get human emotion or vibes. Um, so I think it's our ability for critical thinking, empathy, and of course, good old creativity. Um, 
We're the ones who can see the big picture, understand what users really need, and come up with fresh, innovative ideas, as you all mentioned. Uh, AI can't really replace the human touch, I think, anytime soon. And I think we, as designers, are the ones who have to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree, because design, design really, it, it needs a... I mean, it involves a strong element of creativity and human intuition, right? So intuition is a large part of it, which is, you could call it, it's the collective sum of your experiences, right? That's your intuition. But um, so I think in that sense, it, it really speeds up the design process, um, especially with the yeah. crunching numbers. But you, so I think to answer, to go back to your question a bit more, it's like the kind of skill set that you need to have in the future is one sort of doing the prompts, right? Actually using the tools, learning how to, uh, there's probably going to be a job title called prompt, the head of prompts or like senior <laughs> prompt, AI prompt because uh, that can sometimes be really, really, really hard. Um, but then also the filtering, because uh, for me, one thing that I find comfortable in with AI stuff is that you're no longer starting from a blank canvas. It's like you said, Osai, it's it becomes your own personal little assistant that you can just have, hey, give me 10, 10 ideas from this and this, and then me doing the filtering and the choosing or you know knowing which ideas not to use that becomes the sort of main uh, role for the designer to be the ultimate decider on what gets chosen and what gets not right but it's super nice to have a instead of like i said instead of having a blank canvas you have maybe 10 ideas or 20 ideas to just start from because once you see those ideas or examples your intuition will tell you well this is bad this is bad or your experience right no i don't need this this doesn't fit or whatever but then it sends you down a more relevant path maybe quicker something that might have taken three four days might take half an hour yeah i totally agree amazing great so should we move on to the next question is everyone ready to move on to Ulsa's question yeah amazing so Ulsa, you brought the question when so many things in both the making and testing of user interfaces will be done by ai and automated processes how will the role and competence base of a designer evolve? Will there be more people doing great customer experience with help from the new AI tools? And will the design trade be more of a strategic job rather than that of an artist or hands-on job? So where did this question come from? Yeah, um, I think that this question is, is a bit uh, sort of the same as Matilda's question. Uh, it's a curiosity on uh, how uh, sort of what kind of future colleagues would you have? Uh, I think that the design uh, tools uh, are evolving uh, in the way that other competences also can use them. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious about that. And, uh, and I think that also this is something that uh, is talked a lot about, uh, sort of what would be the role of the future designer. Um, so, yeah, so so that's where it's it's coming from. Amazing. No, great question. So, Tam, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, when the, I, I think we are in sort of a phase of when the when the computers became accessible to normal people and when the Photoshop and I forget what the, the original Mac uh, software was, but that made the uh, 
you know, print, uh, print, the print industry was worried about becoming obsolete, right? Um, and uh, yeah. it, it has definitely changed. And I think it's in, in some ways, the computer has made things more efficient um, and also helped regularly. It has made it accessible to normal people. Let's say the same way ChatGPT has made uh, sort of some AI stuff more accessible. I think that's, that's the success. Um, so I think I think what's going to happen is, is there's going to be a lot of the sort of uh, uh, lot of tasks that, um, especially when it comes to when you mentioned um, artistic hands-on stuff like pushing pixels, a lot of that is going to be automated. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Did you want to add anything else, also? Or? No. Um, I think that. Yeah. Thanks for the answer, Dan. Amazing. Boris, did you want to go next? <clears throat> yes, about all these questions. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, definitely that the strategic uh, role will, or understanding of design, like it's it's not just enough to make pretty pictures. Uh, we designers could cheat or get away with pretty pictures for quite a long time because nobody else could do pretty pictures but us. We could just. Yeah. While we're whole meeting, we're like, look at my pretty pictures. And everybody will, wow, this is so pretty. We, we need that design because uh, it looks so great. And, and the design was, was measured by uh, how difficult was it to make, or how, how, how skillful the designer it needed to be. But suddenly, everybody could do, can do that. Uh, companies don't even need designers to make pretty pictures. Uh, and like, create uh, great like uh, layouts for, for the page and so on. So so that's for us to like, how can we evolve from here? How can we actually bring more strategic thinking into either that we do the pretty pictures ourselves and <laughs> then bring mm -hmm. the, uh, the strategy onto it, or other way around that we actually do the strategy with the understanding of design and then let the AI or we have AI create the pretty pictures. Um, so it has a double meaning that it's like both really smart and, and good for the business and uh, accessible and, and the right uh, uh, for the right audience and is really nice uh, and, and according to branding. Uh, so so it, it gains, it's more uh, involved in the business side of the company than just being the wrapping paper than it has been for so long. Uh, so that's kind of my take on it. I don't know, Matilda, if you have any ideas. Yeah, great points, everybody. Uh, from my perspective, uh, in this ever-changing landscape, the role of, the designer, of a designer is set for a transformation, absolutely. Uh, I believe it appears we're moving towards a more strategic focus, working alongside with AI tools, as we all mentioned before. Um, it's my belief uh, that AI will likely take over certain tasks, allowing us to zoom in on a bigger picture. Uh, while AI can assist in automating various aspects, I think the core of design, understanding user needs, remains essential. Designers, in my view, will leverage AI to enhance user experiences, increasing efficiency and fostering creativity. I see AI as a valuable ally and it won't replace designers. It will change the way they work, I believe. Yeah, I agree. No, but I think I think I agree. It, it's going to automate a lot of the if we talk about sort of design as a problem solving aspect, it's I think that's going to be hard for AI, at least in the near future. 
to yeah. uh, to take over. But a lot of the sort of visual designs aspect is sort of more what's traditionally maybe known at what traditionally what people think of when they hear the word design, right? Um, the design as a process, maybe design as a visual uh, thing. Then a lot of that those tasks can be automated um, with AI. Speaking of the pretty pictures part, right? It was used to be like so certain experts could only do the pretty pictures because they were skilled at either photography or like they were artists in some way. Um, mm. So a lot of companies are going to save a lot of money by automating those parts or by learning how to create their own prompts to uh, not have to pay photographers to generate to take pictures. They can generate them, right? Um, but I think those kinds of companies that lay off designers to replace them with, I don't know, prompt prompting instead, they never saw the real value in design in the first place, right? So we're basically just delaying the inevitable because those designers there usually struggle uh, to like get a seat at the table or being taken seriously and or having like a strategic. Yeah. Those companies will never see design as a strategic asset, right? Um, so it's a shame that people will be losing jobs, but it's still sort of, yeah, certain jobs are just not appreciated anyways. Yeah, I think you're very right there, Tam. Uh, I think that um, sort of uh, working with design as, uh, as a tool to leverage um, the customer experience and, mm. and creating these uh, unique uh, selling points for, for your company uh, is something uh, that, can't just be done by an AI uh, today and not perhaps in the foreseeable future. Uh, but on the other hand, I think uh, working with uh, colleagues that comes from other parts of uh, sort of strategic work, I think that sometimes uh, uh, you as a designer is not always uh, sort of that good at the strategic parts. Uh, we're more like uh, the emotional and parts and, and sort of good at uh, describing and feeling emotions but not always are we using the language of of business uh, so so I'm thinking about perhaps uh, you could more easily partner up with uh, those kind of competences and sort of evolve the strategic part because if you have the same tools uh, the AI tools if you can both use them perhaps you could sort of interpret uh, the result in different ways. So maybe that would be sort of a thing that you could gain together with, with other competences. Um, because I think that, as you said, taking place at, at the table <laughs> as a designer is very much, uh, I think that you have this, uh, the, you're not share, always sharing the same sort of uh, base of understanding um mm. perhaps that would change i don't know i kind of hoping it will <laughs> because that would be amazing yeah definitely so does anyone want to add anything else in regards to this question or you got anything else you'd like to add yeah amazing no problem so let's move on to boris's question boris the question that you brought to the podcast was ai will change design in two ways as a design tool that will affect and change the way we designers work and as the product integrated in the things slash features we design. So your question is, 
is one more important or more prioritised than the other? Are there risks in designing AI products with AI tools? So, Boris, where did this question come from? <clears throat> yes, it. Um, I knew that we will talk about like the replacing job stuff and, and how the science is evolving. So I try to find a different approach to this. Uh, and it's those two conversations that often come up, like the designers when talking about AI, it's just like one or the tool that we are actually using. But there are also the other, the opposite, the, our clients or our users, they are also going to use AI. So we need to both learn how to work with AI and how to produce products that are AI enabled. So we need to have like design AI as well. So, so this is an interesting like Ouroboros problem when we like <laughs> producing AI stuff uh, with AI tools. Uh, and and uh, it was more of a, of a, I don't know, I don't even know if it's a question. It's like like wondering, is it a good thing? Is, are there any risks? Uh, like if it's like an, an, an self, uh, fulfilling prophecy or like uh, the AI will make new AIs and like that. Uh, so it's more about the uh, discussion subject than, than the questions. But if uh, you can take it as, as, as you as you want, any uh, opinions are welcome. Mm. There's a lot of yeah. risks. Yeah. Like like what, Igor? So I agree, with, but keep on. So, so I think lack of transparency is a huge risk. Um, in certain ways, I agree that the design, or not design, but uh, AI, we should, we need to start regulating some things, um, at least from an ethical standpoint. Uh, Adobe has uh, is has done some uh, some good things where they have um, the the watermark that you can use to show that it was uh, that it's. Um, I don't remember if it was either AI created or it was free from AI, but they have created sort of a, a, an official uh, logo or watermark that you can use. But I think that the, the lack of transparency is, is a thing that it's, is really risky because you don't know what the algorithm was trained on. Like, you know, uh, what groups, uh, where does this, uh, where does the, where does it get its training from? Um, and that is a potential risk. Yeah. And also, it means that the the more, so it, it it's kind of like um, when you are using, for instance, AI to create solutions. So you become sort of lazier and lazier. It goes quicker and quicker. And then you know maybe the AI creates solutions based off of other AI created solutions. So it sort of dilutes dilutes everything, and it sort of becomes. I don't know. That's a big risk of, of things just becoming really, really diluted and also a mix of everything. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. And the risk of, of sort of uh, too much content. I mean, there could be just too much of it all everywhere. Uh, and uh, so uh, and also false content and, uh, uh, and false truths um, that would be much more easy to sort of hide within a normal content base, mm. uh, which is very uh, disturbing, actually. Um, and of course, the risk of ownership, uh, who owns these photos and, and content and, and creations. Um, yeah, 
And, and that is a big risk today, of course, for companies that uses these tools because uh, there is no regulation today that stipulates how how you're supposed to to uh, yeah how 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 you should see see of the ownership of the ownership. And of course, if if the regulations uh, sort of is is done um, not in your favor, then you can lose a lot of money, I guess, if you bet on the wrong horse. So, yeah, that would be a, a big risk. Um, and also sort of if you lose control of the end result also as 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 you can do in this uh, with all these tools and all these automated processes, maybe you don't even understand what you're doing until it's too late. Mm. Yeah, you start relying yeah. too much on AI. Yeah. Mm. I believe while powerful AI has challenges, including safety, security, and the need for thorough testing, also uh, over reliance on AI without human oversight could also lead to ethical and privacy issues. Um, and I believe AI should therefore be guided by human values and ethics, uh, especially in situations impacting well-being, uh, emotions, and data of users. Yeah. Yeah. Boris, do you want to add anything else so that everyone's found their insights? No, I, it was no uh, simple question. So I was more trying to uh, to uh, uh, look for different opinions. And uh, I agree totally, like ethics and, and the risk that companies uh, and designers are struggling with. Uh, and and uh, there has been, like, as Tim mentioned, that, um, backlash already. Uh, from, from different parts. So uh, I'm happy. Uh, we can move on. Yeah, great. It was a great question. And it's actually quite interesting to hear about the ethical side and the legislation side, because it's something not a lot of people really think about when it comes to AI, because it's so new. So no, amazing question and great answers, everyone. Yeah, and also, but also to add, uh, even intellectual property rights. Um, I mean, I think in Sweden they have uh, concluded that uh, in order to have uh, to own to have ownership of a of an of an image, it needs to have been created by a human. You can't have an AI generated an AI generated image uh, has no copyright or no uh, ownership. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also if you have sort of ownership of a picture, uh, but then you edit it uh, with the help of AI, yeah. I mean that that's sort of the a gray zone. Uh, would that mean will that mean that this sort of original is disrupted, or is it still owned uh, and copyrighted even though it's it's uh, um, fixed or or sort of edit uh, edited uh, by a AI? Mm. That's a good question. I think I'm reading the the thing on on the, the patent and registration uh, mm. in Sweden, but it says uh, in order to have copyright, it uh, the one who created the piece needs to be human uh, and have, have been and have been able to make free creative choices. Therefore, yeah. uh, you can't have copyright on an image uh, completely made with an AI tool where you ask the computer create an image. Mm. from a text prompt that's super interesting because so many companies use it like in branding or so on so someone else could just like <laughs> take it away from maybe it's like a, a new uh, new business uh, idea to have like humans make exact copy of what an ai have done just to to uh, have it uh, like human made uh, so so it's 
yes, like yeah, lots is... of. But lots but that trick has been has been done is is yeah. already. So you, I mean, that's why sometimes you hear in certain commercials, you hear like a a, a bad cover version of a of a really really famous song. Mm. You know, it's yeah. because when you create a cover, when you mm. it's cheaper to pay an artist to create a cover for it and then pay those licenses than to actually get, I don't know, the most famous song yeah. by ABBA or whatever to have in your commercial. It's like 10 times cheaper just to pay somebody to create an original cover from it. Mm. Interesting. Great. Yeah. I'm Great. Happy. yeah, amazing. I'm happy too. Good point, everyone. Amazing. So let's go to Tem. So by last but no means least, Tem brought the question, as AI automates certain design tasks, there's a concern about job displacement. How can designers adapt and evolve their skills to work alongside AI effectively? So, Tem, where did this question come from? I mean, turns out that even though we're all humans, we all start in the same ways. Our questions were sort of uh, centered around the same topic, like how can designers mm. in the future adapt? Um, I actually, so I actually went to ChatGPT and I asked uh, ChatGPT, um, what's a good question to ask in a podcast about the future of design, how AI could change the world of design? Um, and I got an answer and then I asked five questions that are a bit more specific. And then I got a whole bunch of questions. And then from that, uh, I used that um, as a base for this question today. So I actually used AI to bring my question in today. And then, well, I have a then I have a question back to you. Did you also did you also made the AI give you the answers to your AI question? I did. Yeah. Oh, did. Yes. <laughs> um, so but it, yeah. I feel like you're that's... also AI driven, Tam. I, I feel uh, I, I need to step up my AI game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never know, maybe next time round I'll have an AI bot also in the podcast, yeah. maybe answering yeah. questions. <laughs> you never know, you never know what's going to happen. But great question, great way of coming up with a question as well. Amazing. Does anyone want to go first or do you want me to maybe pick on someone if it makes it a bit easier? Mm -hmm. No? Um, I can go. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, but we already discussed it. Um, and. As it is right now, you can, without problems, uh, replace your junior designers with the only drawback that you will not have any senior designers if you don't have any junior designers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's a big problem for all junior designers because they like being compared to something that they cannot compete with. Uh, and the powerful to them is that they are starting their careers and they can if they can learn how to use this or they need to learn how to use this and empower their skills even more uh, they will replace the senior designers um, but i think that the strategic part is still uh, there uh, because we cannot we cannot outrun ai by brute force and try to be faster at, <laughs> or create nice designs because we will lose. Um, it's so easy to, to write prompts, as you mentioned, Tim, that from the whole, his, whole history of design, we can just create uh, whatever. So either you create a design that has never been seen before, which is quite hard, uh, or find new values that you can attach to your design by being more strategic or being 
more something or more productive or, or something else uh, that you will actually be a good uh, teammate to AI. So you don't compete on the same part, just but rather find how can we complement each other in good ways uh, and either be really, really good, good prompt designer, as I think I agree that it's a near future, it will be like that. But in the more far future, it's more of that like, okay, I got 10 super nice, beautiful designs. How should I choose which one is right? And that is also a design question. Like, how do I, uh, I actually know which one is good and why is it good and, and, and how, how to move forward with that? I agree. I think that's, that's the sort of key thing, the core of it, where the designer is needed to make that choice because there might be subtleties, there might be cultural aspects to to certain choice, to, there might be, I don't know, certain time aspects, right? Some things may have happened, local uh, things to consider. Yeah, absolutely. I think at its core, it's about recognizing that AI isn't our competitor. Um, it's a helpful, helpful collaborator, and I believe collaboration is key. Uh, so I don't think we should see ourselves being replaced by AI uh, in the foreseeable future, at least. But yeah. there is, for some parts, there is like, are you a photographer or making really nice illustrations or icons? That's going to be tough, <laughs> tough ride. Absolutely. Uh, and there are parts of our uh, industry where uh, AI will definitely replace. Um, some parts. I think, I think that's yeah. Inevitable. I think that if you if you see a photo, I think that is uh, also in distinction of of art and design because mm. great art cannot be made by an AI because art is about human process of uh, of making uh, yeah making art and making design. So that's a human process, and I think that it depends on uh, the purpose. Of the use, if you if the purpose is consumption, then of course all of these uh, uh, jobs will be displaced. But if if the purpose is to describe a human beings, uh, human being and the human being thought process, there still won't be anybody else but humans that can create that kind of mm. uh, results. Uh, so, with with that being said. Um, I think also there's there's sort of a benefit of being of these jobs being displaced because uh, in a way maybe they never they were never needed uh, they were created just to for consumption uh, and maybe that is not sort of good enough uh, maybe maybe that is sort of the key uh, learning uh, that in the future if you are a great artist there's always going to be uh, ways of, of of making your your work uh, count, uh, perhaps with help of AI and perhaps in other ways. Uh, so, but of course, all these sort of uh, sort of repetitive. Yeah, I think you said a term about repeti repetitive repetitive uh, work that you just sort of keep doing the same stuff that someone else has done already. And of course, that would be sort of the AI would be much better in that, at that. Um, and it should be much better yeah. at that, 
that's the nice thing about it. You yeah. can delegate the mundane and repetitive tasks to yeah. a really, really great assist AI assistant, right? You can yeah. ask it a bunch of questions and it speeds up your process, right? So you can focus on solving actual problems then resolving the same layout issue over and over and over again, right? With different iterations. Yeah. And I, I, I completely agree that there's a difference between, well, first there's a difference between design and art, right? Design Art generally doesn't solve problems. Uh, but then I completely agree with the with distinct have, having a distinction between art that's made for consumption, which AI will be able to generate fantastically, Right, different things that you can hang up on your wall yeah. that ends up in New Orleans, that ends up in I don't know Harrods or whatever, right? Uh, but then there's the art where where art is made as a social commentary or made to provoke, right? That may have that makes you think. And AI will probably be great at mimicking art, yeah. that type of art. Uh, but that type of art also needs the human touch as well. I think it's going to be hard. But then you know yeah. artists are notoriously poor as well. Um, <laughs> So that's true. Right. Yeah. And the AI will not make the money. Someone else will. <laughs> exactly. So it's status quo. It's yeah. same as it ever was there. But no, it's but also I, interesting that sorry, Tim, uh, or what do you want to finish <laughs> your thoughts? No, no, go ahead. That uh, that the AI uh, painting won that uh, uh, art com competition. Uh, so so of course it there was no human emotions behind it because it was just like mimicking everything else, but it still made the people that saw the art piece feel something. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's the, 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 the like, is it, is it the artist's uh, thoughts and, and, and meaning that it's not like written down in a thing uh, because an, even an, an AI produced piece can create emotions within me, even if there was no, no intent behind it. So that's like the, the art one is it's a bit tricky and especially when when it's uh, when it's uh, fooled real experts like uh, uh, to to think that it's it's uh, uh, human made. Uh, but I agree that that's to move things forward, not just to be like in this like echo chamber where we just reuse the same source over and over again and remix it different ways to move, move forward to create something completely new. We either need to step up AI game and, and make it just wildly creative, mm -hmm. uh, step outside that that uh, language models or something like else, or keep ourselves uh, busy with the like let AI make the <laughs> remixes and let, let's focus on the new stuff, even if that's also always based on remixes. But yeah, that's that's it's messy. And I I, I agree uh, about the art, people creating art, but it's also like, how do we know? As well, you said, also, that yeah, we will yeah, but it, yeah, they, yeah, and it's it's interesting because uh, my uh, sort of my take on this is that it's two different processes. One is the human process, being a human, and the other one is sort of consumption and and looking at art is where you're consumption the consumption of art. Of course, that is on another process. And as you said, you never you never know if you just look at a picture, you don't know if it's made by AI or a human. Uh, so so you would never know that. Uh, and as you said, you can have emotions either way, and that's good. Uh, but the process of 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 you as a human wanting to create 
I think that that is something very central uh, and and something that will always sort of be there. Uh, and and um, uh, and yeah. But I think also it's like we need to remember that art is also a form of self-expression, right? It's it's not always made for consumption, right? We're we're looking at it from the lens exactly. of the of the person who's actually going to consume this, right? I'm looking at this and it's making me feel something so I get emotions and yes it would it was made by an AI so that does that mean that AI has won not at all because the certain people if they don't it's it's a form of um of self-expression and to let their emotions out and feelings right so a lot of artists they paint because they feel compelled to paint because that's the emotions that are going on inside I mean if you look at for instance Basquiat's painting there is so much energy and you can really tell that he was maybe not in the calmest state of mind when, when or emotional state when he was making this, right? It is a form of self-expression. And a lot of those types of artists that if they don't get to express that, it hurts them inside, mm -hmm. right? They feel bad. It's, some, it's something that just needs to come out. Yeah. And then the rest of us sort of get the, the honor of taking, uh, you know, of, of uh, taking part in their most inner thoughts and feelings. Just think of songwriting. I mean, songwriting is poetry, right? That is, that is, it's made for consumption intentionally. I'm going to make a, a hit song right now, mm -hmm. but a lot of music is also just like, these are my emotions and these are my feelings. And I'm putting them, I'm writing a, you know, a poem and then putting rhythm and music on it. So would you be really disappointed, Tam, if you like your new favorite song, uh, your favorite artist, and you found out that it was A, you written and, and there was now some, some uh, kid in the basement used some uh, cool algorithms to both write the song and to produce the, the song uh, and, and make it. W will it lessen the value of it? Or if you knew that it was uh, a real person in a basement struggling along and, and trying to make a living? That's a great question. Um, I think if I really sort of uh, felt that a song is like, this is about me, and then it's like, depending on what it was, if it was like, oh, finally, I'm not alone in feeling like this or this type of emotion or these types of thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Then I feel some sort of kinship and feel a relief. And then if I would have had that type of feeling, and then turns out it was an AI, then I would feel alone again. I was like, oh, so it's true. Nobody else feels like this, right? <laughs> but if it's something that's just that just hits me, it would have been like, that's fine. I mean, there's, oh, I can I forget who, I don't know if it was an artist called, if it was King Cruel or whatever. He was, he wrote a great song, but he was like 14 when he wrote those lyrics. <laughs> Yeah. And they are fantastic <laughs> lyrics. Like, lyrically, yeah. I like, I'm 40 years old and I can empathize with what he wrote when he was 14. Like, yeah. like some things have touched me as well. Yeah. And I think like, that there's a great chance, like, r record labels, they were going to love AI because yes. you never risk for AI to become racist or, or rape anyone or like become persona non grata. Because you can create, like in, in I don't know if it's uh, in Japan or China, when they create this like AI persona that it's like celebrity and it's on uh, the cover of newspapers and, and like mm. they, they will never die. They can work <laughs> 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. And it's like really strange uh, how people can still uh, get attached to that uh, persona. And also another example is like when, when kids actually create relationship to, to Siri uh, and, and like you talk to it as a, as a person with not being alone. Or the, the other one, the, 
uh, AI, what was it called? Persona, maybe? The bot, AI bot. Um, that is an app, uh, an app store. Uh, and they t- tweaked it somehow that it uh, couldn't be uh, display so much emotions because m- mostly men <laughs> started to have like relationship with that. Uh, so I mean, it's, it's like, going to happen, right? Yeah. It's going yeah, yeah, to be, yeah. people are going to be caring for and falling in love. I mean, remember Tamagotchis? Like people really, really yeah. cared for those little. Yeah. And those weren't even advanced. They were just, <laughs> you know, a series of steps. But it's like, and then there's a movie called Her, where yeah. a guy falls in love with his yeah. AI. Um, I mean, since it is very, very good at mimicking humans, but then it's also some people are lonely and some people have a really hard time mm. meeting people. To those, yeah. it's going to be a lot less lonely. Mm-hmm. regardless yeah. if it's a real person or not but to them yeah. it's going know. to feel real yeah yeah, yeah. i think as as long as it is it clear like that you know that you are yes together with ai that's good but it's really going to be really hard when you think that the other person is a real person yes so uh, that's why i think ethics and transparency mm-hmm. is going to be super important yeah mm-hmm. you're right about that absolutely yeah well um, amazing amazing questions guys amazing answers Anything else people want to add before we wrap things up? Maybe just uh, to like junior designers and stuff out there. I think um, it's going to let designers focus on the problem solving. Problem solving. Uh, I don't think junior designers are going to be redundant anytime soon because yeah. a, you can ask a, um, an AI to give me, or ChatGPT, give me 20 activities to perform in Discovery, right? It, it will give you 20 different methods. You can do interviews, you can do surveys, you can do this, that, that. But at the end of the day, it's my experience that I know what I'm going, what I need to achieve. So I am in my, what my experience gives me, it, it allows me to choose the, the correct mm-hmm. method for whatever I'm trying to do, because maybe an interview is not good because it's expensive and it takes time, right? Um, so experience is what's going to let you filter and choose between mm. all the, the ideas that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually, you, uh, <laughs> junior designers lack their uh, experience. But the one one word to to uh, give out to all junior de- designers that you're not alone. Like mm-hmm. developers are in the same position. Uh, even like uh, CEOs or uh, like financial people, everybody is like looking at what is happening at the AI stuff. So, so we are not even if 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 it was a bit surprised that AI is so freaking good at <laughs> uh, creativity or mimicking creativity. Uh, but we are not like the the only uh, only part that is affected by AI. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. But it's like AI is not going to replace you anytime soon, but a person using AI might. Well, this has been a really interesting discussion. I've loved listening to all of your answers and questions. It's been great. Before we end the podcast, I'd like to say thanks so much to all of our guests for sharing their thoughts. They have been Matilda, who is the head of UX and co-founder of Knox. Orsa, who is the head of design and experience at Svenska Spell. Boris, who is the head of design at EdAda, and Tim, who is a UX lead at Therse. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know 
would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I am Shania Olajukba, and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at shania.olajukba at evolution-nordics.com or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK forward slash Nordics. Thank you again so much to all of our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join in next time.